Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. But of Him, of Abba Father, it's Father's Day. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. But of Him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from Abba. Messiah Jesus. Messiah Jesus. I'm in Him. If I'm in Him, then He is everything. And we see that here. He be- Abba Father gave us this gift, who is Messiah Jesus, and He became wisdom. Listen, I was the most foolish thing that's ever walked this earth. I couldn't make a right decision about anything. You say hello to me, I was stuck for an answer. I've been a drug addict for 18 years. Hopeless. One of the most hopeless people on the planet. And then the Lord saved me. And, and now in Messiah Jesus, and, and from Him, from Abba Father, through Him, I can make right decisions. I can learn to hear His voice, and I can, I can learn to obey His Word and walk in it and, and make right decisions. It's so amazing. Do you, do you see people making wrong decisions all around you right now? People say to me, where were you educated? I say, they tell me what this university or that university is where they were educated. And I say, school of hard knocks. And there have been, literally, people with letters after their name who have come to me for advice. I just have the letters of my name. <laughs> well, so do you. Okay, who are you here don't? Where's PhD so-and-so in here? And there may be some in here, praise God, for you. A PhD told me one time, it means piled high and deep. But anyhow, uh, I've met some really cool PhDs and some of them in the body of Christ who have helped me tremendously doctrinally and theologically and spiritually. So I'm just kidding. But anyhow, it's great to be able to see what's going on and to hear what's going on and to make decisions accordingly that are preparing us and to stay on this Jesus path and to be pleasing to Abba every day. Every day, he says, if any of you lack wisdom, and you do, ask from Abba, who gives it liberally and without reproach. You just asked me for wisdom yesterday. He doesn't do that. He gives it without reproach. As long as you're in Messiah Jesus, in Messiah Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. I love that song that they sing. It's all because of Jesus I'm alive, right? It's all because of the blood of Jesus Christ, who covered me and saved this dead man's life. And it's all big. I feel this smile on my face. I really do. And it's, it's all because of Jesus. But of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness. How many modern day believers in Jesus would quote to you, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But then they really don't do it. So let me tell you why we should stop that, okay? Here's why. You can see I'm working on this. Here. The, the first thing you're going to want when you stand before the Lord is the second thing you're going to need. I'll say that again. The first thing you're going to want when you stand before the Lord is the second thing you're going to need. Because you, you, you've heard this people say, when I see God, I'm going to ask him this, and I'm going to tell him that. No, you're not. Newsflash, no, you're not. 
He will pick you up with a spatula off the dirt. When you look at those eyes like a flaming fire and, and the glory and the majesty of King Jesus, when you look at Him, it will be all you can do not to fall at His feet like a dead man. And you may, we may do that. John did. And the first thing you're going to want is mercy. And the reason it's going to be the second thing you need, because the first thing you're going to need to get mercy is righteousness. That's what you're going to need. For He, our Father in heaven, made Him, Messiah Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God the Father in Him, Messiah Jesus. And so to not seek first after righteousness is to have a backward thinking and a deception and a, and a wrong priority in, your, in our hearts and minds and lives. Because certainly and truly, it is the first thing we all need. And it's the first thing you're going to want, really, when you stand before the Lord. Because it's all going to come real clear when we're before Him. <laughs> you know, And that's why John and Peter both talk about those who will be ashamed at His coming. Why? Because they know they didn't walk in righteousness. And righteousness is really low on the priority list of most American uh, Christians today. And so we can look at our own hearts and minds and lives and we can, we can say, okay, where are my priorities? What's most important? Where do I spend my, you know how you can find it, time, treasure, and talent. That's how you can kind of measure where your priorities are. Where do I spend my time, treasure, and talent? Do you spend your time, treasure, and talent building up the body of Messiah with your spiritual gifts? Is that what you do? Is that, does that define your life? Because that's what we're all called, called to do. Do you spend your time, treasure, and talent edifying the body of Messiah Jesus? Don't say, I love Jesus, but I don't love his body. That's not righteousness. But of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification. Woo! Sanctification. Sanctification. When I first got saved, it was really cool but it was kind of messy. Because <laughs> uh, I was, I mean, I was such a mess, you know? And so I would, you know, I was bench pressing lots of weight and I was a bodybuilder dude and I, I had I'd, I'd quit doing all these things that I knew were bad, but I, I was like, I was like a big kid who hadn't had a, his head squared away for many, 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 many years, if ever. And so... I was just kind of learning how to, and it was messy. I was real preachy. I was, go figure. <laughs> but with, and not a very tempered and, and, and good way. I wanted everyone to get saved. And I did a lot of things. I, did, I, I tried to do the right thing, but I did them the wrong ways. <laughs> right? And so uh, it was messy, but the sanctification thing is so wonderful. It's being set apart for the glory of God. And then, the work of God in our hearts, minds, and lives that change us into the image of Jesus. I'm going to give you a couple passages about this. In, in Philippians, it says, To work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. For it is God who is work, at work in you, both to will and to do for His good pleasure. What does that mean? That I can work for my salvation and earn my salvation? Certainly not. Stay with me. Are you with me? That I can work out my own salvation and I can make it so I'm good enough to be saved? No, that's not what it means. It means we have to be so diligent and intentional about cooperating with grace. Right? Grace meets us where we are, but it doesn't, it, 
Grace always meets us where we are, but it never leaves us there. But you have to work at it. It's work to follow Jesus. It's work. And so work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. Well, I don't, I don't believe that's what it means, fear and we were to fear God. Well, what does it mean that it makes you tremble because of the fear of Him? What does that mean? Is it cold out? Is that what it means? You need a jacket? I mean, come on. We're to have a fear of God that He is inside of me, working in my heart, my mind, and my life, and He has giftings He's given me, and He wants me to use them in His body, and He has plans and purposes, and He wants me to be a, a, a part of discipling others and being discipled and winning other people to Jesus. Man, doesn't that sound like work? It's great. It's great work. We have a culture of Christianity that doesn't have that mindset. And it's very comfortable to sit in it. God who is at work in you, both to will and to do for His good pleasure. He's working in us. And we're to work with Him. We're, we're to be working in Abba's workshop. We're to be part of the family business. The kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sanctification. The grace passage, and I'm moving on. For the grace of God. Are you with me? I may say that five more times, but it's important to me that you stay with me. For the grace of God that brings salvation, it's Titus 2, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us. What does grace do? Well, I'm saved by grace, so I can go out and live like the devil. No, that's not grace. That's the devil. That's the flesh. That's deception and foolishness. And I, I would get so frustrated by it. In persecuted countries and countries where it costs more to follow Jesus, there's not as much of that. And you know what? If money and houses and cars and, and comfort is, is our problem, our Father in Heaven can take our problem away from us. Don't you think? That's harming you, son. That's harming you, daughter. I think it's time to take that away from you. And that's what's coming to the body in America. That's what's, it's here. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their money and their businesses for following Jesus. I'm telling you, it'll be the best thing that ever happened to the body in America. It'll hurt. It'll be painful. It'll be the best thing ever happened. Real sanctification. Real sanctification. If there's anything I'm saying that you might say, well, that's not me. The Lord's doing pretty well with me in that. I'm doing pretty well with that. Praise God. Hallelujah. And His Spirit can show what is for who. Amen? Amen. But if there's anyone thinking, I've been sneaking around looking in your windows, I've been across the the water. (laughs) So it may be the Holy Spirit talking with you, communicating with you. Um, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what grace does. That's sanctification. Titus 2, 11 through 13. Man, you should memorize that one. That's a good one. I'm just about through. But of Him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. This is a, listen, these things alone stand by themselves, but also are like a Jacob's ladder right up to heaven. What do I mean? Um, Wisdom from God. What's the beginning of wisdom? 
the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. That's when we tremble before him. I'm, in, I'm a sinner. I'm in trouble. I don't want to go to hell. And you give your life to Jesus and you get saved, right? So that's the wisdom, right? right yeah? And, and, and then righteousness we get at salvation when we receive Jesus Christ. That's the next step, right? And then there's sanctification as we walk with the Lord and grow and mature in Messiah Jesus. And we make faithful, righteous disciples. Where are your disciples? Making, just saying, we're uh, making disciples in sanctification. We're discipling others as we're being discipled, right? Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations. Just throwing that in there. And, and then what's the next thing after sanctification? Redemption. Well, wait a second. Redemption happened when I got saved. I was bought by the blood of Jesus. Well, that's the first part of redemption. But then there's the best part of redemption, and that's when we see him. Ephesians 1. Hallelujah. I love the Bible. (laughs) Ephesians 1. Listen to this. In him... Messiah Jesus, Christ Jesus, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until what? The redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. What's that mean? That means he put the down payment of what he purchased, the Holy Spirit inside of us. Go to hell, I can't. The down payment has been made. I've been bought with a price. Yes? But then comes the final redemption when he comes back for what he paid for. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? And in, in 2 Peter, I believe, chapter 1, it says this. Oh, the rapture's not that important, man. That's not what it says. Here's what it says. It says, rest your hope fully in the grace that is to be brought to you at the appearing of Messiah Jesus. Rest your hope fully in the rapture. That's not the same as it's not that important, is it? 1 Peter 1, 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We're to rest our hope fully, fully in the rapture. When King Jesus comes for us in the clouds, Therefore, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord. Caught up. Caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we always be with, ever, forever always be with the Lord. Hallelujah. And you know what he says after that in 1 Thessalonians? Comfort one another with these words. I want to challenge you. Even on the radio, people are listening. I want to challenge some of my brothers and sisters that say Jesus can't come back for me today. Are you comforting your brothers and sisters with the rapture of the church? Are you comforting your brother? Because the Word of God commands us to do that. I'm not asking if you're arguing with people about when it is. I'm asking, are you comforting people that it's coming? Amen? Amen. Or when it isn't. I'm asking people, are you comforting each other? I'm comforting. Listen, you got some troubles. This world's going to go ten kinds of crazy. Maybe someone you love passed away recently. I can't wait to introduce you to my little Jewish mother. Yeah? He's coming for us in the clouds very soon. Be ready and forever and eternally. It'll be a great big King Jesus party. Amen? Amen. But you got to be dressed for the occasion. You've got to be wearing those right garments. Hallelujah. I'm going to close with the Jewish wedding. 
Maybe some of you have heard this before. Redemption. The father of the groom and the groom go to the prospective bride's house and, to, and, the, and her father's house. And they begin to discuss wedding plans and to find out if the, the father of the bride and the, and the bride, prospective bride would accept the proposal. And there are many things that take place at that time. I'm going to just mention a few. And one is a bride price is agreed upon. In some countries, they still do this. I have a friend in Africa. He's trying to earn enough money to buy his bride. And there may be some of you who go to... Uh, I, I'm not, some people we've gone to Israel with, they've, uh, uh, like an, an Arab person has approached them and offered them uh, camels and goats for them <laughs> to, to, to be their bride. So anyhow... The bride price is agreed upon. And so Messiah Jesus, the great bridegroom, has paid the bride price for his people, the blood of Christ. And so the groom would then go back with his father to the father's house. And he would begin a building project, which was building on a room for himself and his bride. And the father would be the only one who would know when the groom would go get the bride because the father would have to approve that the building project was complete. And so Messiah Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He paid the bride price. He rose again and he went back to the father's house. And frankly, this really throws, I believe, the post-tribulation perspective of the rapture right under the bus. Because in the post-tribulation rapture concept, the church goes up into the clouds with the Lord at the end, having suffering the horrors of the whole tribulation, and then makes a U-turn in the clouds and comes right back to earth. But listen to what Messiah Jesus said in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many, I believe it says abodes in the original language, it says mansions here. If we're not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, hallelujah, and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. It doesn't say a U-turn and back here. There you will be also. In Revelation chapter 19, there is a wedding ceremony with the body of Messiah in heaven. It's there. It's not here. It's there. I'm sorry, I, love, I have post, close post-tribulation brothers and sisters. It's just a bad doctrine. And, and so there's this ceremony in Revelation 19. And then what happens is we, the Bible says, and then all the saints with you will come. We come back with the Lord as he is the one-man army who destroys all the armies that are coming against Israel. Jeremiah 31, 10 and 11. But before then... Before we come back, there is this time of the catching away of the bride. What do you mean? Well, in the Jewish wedding, the father would come to the son one day and said something like, I'm not saying thus says the Lord certainly, but in the context of the story, something like, you've done a, 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 a fantastic job. Now it's time. Go get your bride. Go get your bride. And they would come with this great procession at night, often at midnight. That's why... In Matthew 25, it's, a mid, it's called at midnight, or the midnight cry was heard, right? And the beautiful song, maybe some of you know, that about the rapture called the midnight cry. And so, the, the groom would come with a procession, blowing shofars, and, and, and the bride, she would have been out having affairs with many men. She would have been out living for herself, blowing and going, you know, and, and her, the bridegroom coming would not have been much of a priority, Right? 
and, and she would have been really like a harlot. Wouldn't that throw the story sideways? That's what the bride's doing today here in this country. May it not be said of us. Now the bride, that's where in 1 John where it says in chapter 3, I believe, he who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. What, what, what does that mean? Remember that passages I just quoted. The grace of God teaches us to look for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Yeshua. That's the wedding. That's the Jewish wedding. The blessed hope is, is that the bride is purifying herself while everything in the world says, don't do it. Live like a whore like us. And we say, oh, oh no. I want to be pure and spotless when I hear that trumpet. I love you. I want to bless you. But I'm not going to let you talk me into having stained garments. That's what I tell people. I want to bless you, but I'm not going to follow you to hell. Think of that Noah. I'm sorry. Think of Noah. i got to tell you this. For 120 years, every day, he went and built this stadium-sized boat because it was going to rain, and it had never rained. Talk about wondering if you should get up and go to work tomorrow. 120 years, and it had never rained. What was he thinking? He heard from this king. I've heard from this king. The things I'm sharing with you, I've heard them. Pray for me. I'll pray for you that we would purify ourselves. Because then that king, then that that groom comes and he takes that bride back to the father's house. Hallelujah. And all hell will break loose here. Watch therefore. And be ready. Why? King Jesus is coming. When? Any moment. Let's pray. Oh, Holy Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And bless your holy name. I believe your spirit is here, Holy Father, doing work, helping people, comforting people, um, uh, adjusting, granting repentance and even confession of sin. And, and, and if there's anyone in here who's not truly been born again, born from above, uh, you, you listen, you know if you've been born from above, you, you have a new life in Christ. You think about Jesus through the day. You don't have to go to church. You want to. You, 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 you want to live for Jesus. You don't have to share the gospel. You want to. You don't have to live a righteous life. You get to live a righteous life. You can. You have a concept of that. That's being saved by Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Father and Messiah Jesus' name, please help. Help us, Lord, here in this room right now. And send your spirit to, to convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment for those you want to save, if anyone. Or, or to, to comfort your body and to, to, to grant that repentance and even forgiveness where necessary. In, in Messiah Jesus' name, Father, I pray you would just bring people forth who need prayer. And, 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 and so, Father, we're just going to pray. We're going to seek your face and we're going to want to be ready for this hour. We know you're bringing your people back from the nations. And the gears are ratcheting up now. They're coming from France. They're coming from Europe. They're going to flood out of Europe soon. They're going to come out of America. And then they're going to flood out of America soon. Everything is changing right in front of us. Everything many of us have grown up with is about to change dramatically. And it's hard to face. Yet your word says that we're to hear and proclaim that you're gathering your people. And you're going to save your people. You bought them with your blood. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week, 
This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Caroland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Caroland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.